Friday Night Smackdown podcast from the shadows. It's Blake doing the damn thing. WWE. SNHU Arena. Manchester, New or what is it? Manchester, United Kingdom. Um, Friday Smackdown. Cool show. Actually, sped by for me. Uh, before we get into the main show, let's get on into 205 Live. Because I actually liked the idea of 205 being held at the NXT Arena. Now, this could just be a quick week, well, a quick thing for the week. Might not necessarily uh, mean that we'll be getting 205 there, but the crowd is excellent. I mean, it's fun to have a show close out like a SmackDown, you know, close out with the Cruiserweight action, you know, for some fans that really want to get their, their money's worth or get like an extra value or bargain on the tickets that they, you know, purchased or so. But I really do think that uh, the NXT arena would be a good base for the 205 Live Superstars. Now, I can't say that uh, that's what's going to happen because, of course, WWE is on the UK tour. Hope everybody flies safe, uh, gets back home safely, and, you know, can get back on the road with uh, no issues and get to, you know, wherever they need to be. I mean, that just off, you know, caring about all of the travel woes and situations that they find themselves in sometimes and luckily you know get to get through whatever though 205 real cool opened up with um what was it? well i'm not i really don't even i don't want to say i don't care to get into it it's just uh, it, it, i'm i'm just look i was more so enamored with the idea that it could potentially be at the nxt arena for the foreseeable future um uh, they showed the NXT replay, so it had that, you know, WWE main event feel, you know, superstars and such like that. I don't know if they'll continue to do it. Like I said, maybe it was just one on the fly this week. We know we saw uh, Raul Mendoza take on the NXT Cruiserweight champ, Leo Rush, where Leo picked up a hard-fought victory. Both of these guys are quick, but uh, Mendoza has a definite advantage in the power game. But um, yeah, all in all, it was a you know it was a fine episode of Two Hundred Five Live. Yes, the Brian Kendrick took on Mansoor, Saudi Arabia's hometown hero. Um, it was a good way to uh, have let's just you know have this guy on TV, have the American crowd get to know him. It was certain cats in the NXT crowd that were trying to still. Uh, help him ride that wave of momentum off of these great victories that he's picked up over in the great kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So that was a cool opening. And then, like I said, we got into the main event of uh, Raul Mendoza taking on Leo Rush. And we had uh, the little in-between. It was a rematch. Well, not a rematch, but it was, a, you know, it was the highlights. Or they, they pretty much ran the whole match between, uh, gosh, what's his name? Angel Garza, who is... You know, um, you know, not not in respect to this guy. He's definitely working his way up. He, it was a little little bit of the corny gimmick at first. They were trying to push, but now you know, with it being, I guess, more so NXT based, I I think he's pretty all right. I like him. He like I can totally see the dynamics between himself and um, Umberto Carrillo. So good stuff. Let's uh let's leave that there and move on into the main show because that's why we're all here, right? So, SmackDown, well, pardon me, Friday Night SmackDown 
on Fox in the UK opened up the show with King Corbin. Thank goodness these stars are back home now so we can get back to things as regularly scheduled because King Corbin and Roman Reigns were supposed to go at it last week. We didn't get that. We got the NXT opening angle. I don't know what you guys were looking for this week. You know, you, you got a quick one-off. And I don't even want to call it the forbidden fruit of, oh, what the product could be. No, because it's not like you could continue to do this. It's not like the show was heavy on promos. You know, like it was it was a great show. It was. It was fun. But it was really just all capitalizing on the build to Survivor Series. You're not going to love seeing all of these same superstars. You're going to have the same complaints. But whatever. I thought it was all good. And I wasn't upset with how this show flowed either as far as building up the Survivor Series. But we'll get into that with Heavy Machinery and Imperium later. Like, whoa. But anyway, um, yeah, inside a storyline, Corbin is, you know, talking a lot of a lot of shit to Roman Reigns. And I'll just call it like this from inside a storyline. It's very clear and very obvious that Roman Reigns would kick Corbin's ass any day. Prove me wrong. We know how the main event went. Corbin needed the interferences. And, um, I mean, you know, talking all that talk about the big dog and such like that. Like, hey, I mean, people going to talk. You can't have everybody uh, like who you are or whatever like that. So, um... I mean, if Corbin proved anything in that promo inside a storyline is that he's one super tough dude. So how about that? Um, with that uh, outside of storyline, man, man, I am so proud of Corbin. And they just took full advantage of the UK crowd and getting some great heat. Man, that main event, we just got to jump to it because Corbin now has so much good heat. And I mean, some would even call it bad heat, but they've transitioned any go-away heat into heat that can now be transferred. And I mean, good heat that could be transferred to other superstars, depending on who they are and how they try to take advantage of it. Main event, we had uh, King Corbin take on Roman, where King Corbin picked up the victory due to some form of distraction. By Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Not bad. We're former tag team champions at this point. They're getting a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, in, in, you know, the the, the fans' uh, psyche. It's like they, they're getting a little bit of clout as a tag team, getting a little bit of respect. And, hey, let's continue to build upon this heat by helping out King Corbin. Why not? I think that this could go places just like Randy and the Revival could have gone places. But... I don't know. I think the idea of camaraderie should be a little bit more, you know, leaned toward as far as the product is going. Just just in the name of, you know, the great build to Survivor Series that we're all experiencing. But at the same time, you know, we're building some good, you know, character development. Like just just practicing that. I'm I enjoyed uh, how Friday Smack how Friday Night Smackdown went and how it opened up, you know, Corbin cut an excellent promo he did a great job he definitely uh has that main event talent filled he had to prove himself he's going through all of the nonsense and you know the maturation processes of turning into the character that he is now we're not even gonna walk backwards and look at all of the shortcomings because though those things did create his character we don't need to sit here and worry or 
or focus on that stuff because as far as I'm concerned, King Corbin is a main event player. And him picking up a win on Roman Reigns says just that. And that's outside of storyline. Inside of storyline, ha ha, ha ha ha, ha 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 ha, ha ha ha, you can't spell troll without LOL, blah blah blah. You know, anybody that's very uh, passionate about, you know, what goes into the product and how certain stars are perceived and, you know, how they're portrayed and such like that, they would definitely have a little bit of their fuse sparked and lit, you know, like you don't want your favorite superstar, one of your favorite superstars to get talked down to and be made a fool of or attempted to be embarrassed, you know, by anyone, whether it truly works or it actually just falls on deaf ear by choice, you know, like it's, uh, it, Roman will respond, <laughs> Roman will respond, like, there it is, unless we just want to keep making Roman look bad, here's this, Roman can get a championship any the fuck time he feels like it, now go ahead and tell me something, oh, his bark, and his bite, and right, 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 right. Ain't it funny that it had to go all the way over the pond to talk that shit? But who's the chihuahua? But, hey, look, there's a lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had to have all of his folk jump in. And, you know, like, this is... And, I'm this is, again, this is just all inside a storyline. You know what I mean? It's all in good fun. You, you, you want to know whether or not the flame is lit. I hope you got a small piece of your answer there. Either way, great opening segment. That's why I spent almost 10 minutes on it. But yeah, very, very fun stuff. I enjoyed it. And I, I'm i I'm just very happy to see Corbin getting treated as the main event player that he is. I need to go find WWE backstage. Need to uh, get in there and watch some of that stuff because it's so many various opinions or varying opinions on different superstars and such like that. And um, yeah, I think... We may be able to add some of the input here since they're now officially getting the ball rolling. But maybe not at the same time because it's a little late on a Tuesday and I would rather be there live as opposed to watching the taping of it. But we'll just have to see how that all plays out uh, in the near future. Um, Roman, Corbin, great stuff. They've got a great chemistry. Corbin has stepped up and Roman is totally... uh, like I, I enjoyed the way the crowd is is warming to him and meshing with him also. But like I said, great opening segment. Let's move on into the next one. All right, so tag team championships on the line back in uh well not the states, but we back in somewhat of a good ground. So we had New Day taking on the revival the tag team champions for the tag team championships. It was a good match. It was a fun match. Um. New Day was going for the seventh seven tag team championship reign. You know, the Revival have had somewhat of an all right run. I, I don't think that these guys are connecting with the crowd too tough. I don't know what it's going to take to get the Revival to connect with the crowd. But what I do know is that these guys are actually at a very, very high level of just being able to tell a story and ring. You know, and, you know, they're just comfortable with how the tag team wrestling works. So I always enjoy seeing them go in and always show off and be dominant and, you know, comical. Like, they know so many elements of it. But at the same time, it feels like the WWE Universe 
doesn't really have that reason to care about these guys like that. And I want them to, but, you know, for right now, I just really, I can't tell you what it's going to take for the revival to get over. Maybe not focusing so much on uh, individual parts of the WWE universe as a demographic, but maybe focusing on what could truly develop the characters as tag team combatants. You know, like this is this is just my 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 theory. I don't really I don't want to say I don't care how these guys are portrayed or how they're utilized, you know, backstage. I think I'm mainly saying that more in the space of I don't have any control over how these guys are utilized or portrayed. You know what I mean? So if um these guys continue, you know, in the tag team division, then we'll just we'll just see how WWE continues to evolve their characters. Uh, you know, Kofi and, and E right now, they're, 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 you know, they're running the ship as far as the new day goes. Woods is down with an injury. Get well, Woods. That's, that's like an almost everyday thing to me. Austin! Austin! You good, man? You alright, man? Successful surgery? You're fine. Let's go! Let's go! Enough said. Now, tag team championship matchup. We all see, uh, new day were able to pick up the seventh victory. I'm going to stay humble because, you know, I've been saying it for a while. These are my guys. I'm very happy to, uh, you know, see them pick up another tag team championship victory. That means these guys have officially slotted themselves uh, into the triple threat tag team matchup uh, at Survivor Series between, uh, who is it? It's, I think it's going to be Fish and uh, O'Reilly versus who are the Raw tag team champions right now? I couldn't even tell you because they're not really... Uh, oh, the Viking uh, Raiders. That's what they're calling themselves. Yes, the Viking Raiders and the New Day. So it's going to be a fun little triple threat tag team matchup at Survivor Series. I mean, New Day were the only ones to pick up a victory for SmackDown last year, 6-1. and one. I'm just saying. So, you know, SmackDown got completely blown out. New Day and the tag team guys, or the tag team division in general, were the ones to be able to hold it down. I don't know how SmackDown is going to be portrayed this year. I don't know how many matches are going to be on the show this year. But I hope, and I'm pretty sure now that we're definitely bringing it up. I know that things will be, well, score will be kept. So, with that, I'm, um, I'm excited to see how the New Day, uh, you know, fares against these two damn behemoths of the tag team. You know, in, you know, the Viking Raiders and, of course, you know, Fish and O'Reilly of the Undisputed Era, which, you know, I can talk about these guys all day just with certain just talents they have in the NXT roster. I'm, like I said, I'm pretty sure we're going to be uh, doing the TakeOver War Games, so stand by for that uh, incoming recap and review. But, yeah, New Day picked up the seventh for championship run, and I'm extremely proud of them. You know, we got to act like we've been there before. You know, we can't be... Uh, just sitting here trying to air hump the ropes based off of whatever lame inspiration. Har har. Let's uh let's stay on the grizzly, stay on the grind, and act like this championship run means something. A E? Eh? Eh? Yeah? Kofi know what it's about, do you? I'm pretty sure you do. I know you do actually. So all of the ha ha's and hearty hars, you know, let's put that to the side for a minute and focus on the in-ring. Uh, competition because that's what really matters. Yes, yes, fun, fun, ha ha, p 
pancakes and all the rest of that shit, but no, it's time to be for real. And and if if it doesn't happen, or at least it's not truly portrayed like it's serious, then eh, okay, I guess. But we clearly see what all of the funnies and the ha-has get you when you look at heavy machinery getting beat up by Imperium based on some NXT TakeOver-esque ideas. And they, uh, these guys were going in there and they were going to take on some tag team. We don't know who they were going to be or whatever like that. But as they're making their entrance into the ring, in comes Imperium. What is it? I think it's three of the four members or four of the five members. Walter is not on deck. Walter, I think, is just going to be a commodity of its own. So it was good to see all four of these guys. I'm definitely happy to see who is that. I don't even remember his name now. But the guy that was insanity and then they came up and then they couldn't really do anything but it's good to see him now you know in a in a a squad that actually you know they they're all very serious and we can see just how serious he wanted to be had he been given the opportunity in the ring so it's great to see him in there doing that i don't is it alexander wolf is that him i believe it might be him but either way it's um it, it was great to see those four jumping in you know do their thing have some fun and, uh, you know, make some magic happen, you know, as far as the main roster goes. Are we going to see these guys at Survivor Series? Or was that just a quick one-off on Friday Night Smackdown just to get these guys at least somewhat noticed? You know, pr- promote NXT UK as a brand and a product and, you know, a show on the WWE Network. Uh, however it works, you know. But it was definitely fun stuff. So it was cool to see that. And, um, yeah, it's it just a cool cool tag team wrestling on this Friday Night Smackdown. Shinsuke Nakakontinental. And uh, who was he playing? Who was he fighting with? Uh, Cesaro took on Shorty G, Chad Gable. Shouts to you, Chad. And um, Ali. I enjoyed Ali and Chad. During this, during the uh, Crown Jewel five on five Hogan ver- or Team Hogan versus Team Flair match, I thought that was awesome. I thought these guys did uh, very good, just working well together, and they did not disappoint here either. We've got Cesaro and you know Shinsuke Nakakontinental though tagging up, fun stuff. What was it? We had Sami Zayn trying to um, continue to talk Daniel Bryan into joining you know like you know jumping underneath the learning tree and not going back to the yes movement because the yes movement is dead and you know move forward and go where you know like your your career could be enhanced and such like that Sami Zayn interfered in the match a little bit caused a bit of a distraction to where Shinsuke Naka Continental and uh, Cesaro were able to pick up a victory now uh, I mean you win however you can. Do do what you gotta do. This is this is a lot of the the heel theory, you know. And I'm you know you're just looking at some of the lessons that WWE teaches. It's however you gotta get there, you know. Like don't worry about the accolades. Worry about the greatness, you know. Like just paying attention to commentary and some of the things that are shit. Some of the things that are professed from backstage through the superstars it's like wow you know i guess uh you know maybe maybe being a heel would be best you know for some people but um 
yeah, either way, you know, Sami Zayn has been trying to uh, persuade Daniel Bryan to come on over to the seeming dark side and not do the hybrid yes-man thing. Like, what, what are you trying to do? Daniel Bryan, of course, as always, does an excellent job with uh, not knowing what to decide, how to feel about, you know, moving forward in that light and never really gives, hasn't really given too much of a response since then. I completely get that. And then he's taking his time and he's thinking about it. You can't knock him for that. You know, he could definitely get to another level. I mean, it's a lot of stables being formed in WWE right now. There are a lot of, uh, a lot of new energies that are trying to, you know, lay claim to greatness. Is trying to, you know, catapult their name into the stratospheres. Like, it's serious. Like, I, I see it. And I see the way it's being promoted and such like that. So, Daniel Bryan taking his time. One thing I know for sure, Daniel Bryan is going to be on the ship. You know, he's going to be running with the company. So, whatever he decides to do is on him. But I believe he might be a little... Uh, preoccupied because after Sami Zayn uh, provided distraction and Daniel Bryan who was out watching decided not to go down to the ring and celebrate was uh, you know uh, confronted backstage by Sami Zayn say hey man look you could always join up man you seen how we just did there we did a great thing and you should have came down and celebrated with us Daniel Bryan eh, didn't really want to think about it but then the lights started flickering in comes the fiend after a couple of more moments, and his Daniel with the mandible claw. Oh boy, how does that work? You know, like, does this mean that the Daniel, well, Daniel Bryan and the fiend are now, you know, going into a rivalry together? Does Daniel Bryan get a universal championship opportunity against the fiend? Does he beat the fiend in what a month's time, two months' time? Like, as far as, you know, the next pay-per-view goes, like, it's going to be Survivor Series. These guys going to go at it for Survivor Series. Is Daniel Bryan going to enlist the services of Sami Zayn and his entire gang? I mean, look, Sami Zayn ran away like a pussy. I'm sorry. That's just how we calling it. You ran, Sami. So why would Daniel Bryan gang up with you now? You ran. Oh, shoot. It's the Universal Champion. Yeah, he can take hits. We've seen exactly how strong he is against Seth. And a lot of the live crowds and the dark audiences have totally seen just how many hits The Fiend can take. We've seen The Fiend take losses. And now, eventually, we're seeing The Fiend take wins. So, he ran away. Is Daniel Bryan going to join Sami Zayn now after that? I mean, that's just the way I'm looking at it. Like, I don't know. It's, uh... It's cool stuff, though. You know, it's compelling storyline. It was already compelling from the gate with Sami Zayn trying to, you know, have Daniel Bryan join forces with him or whatever. But, you know, it's, we'll just see how it goes. Either way, it was definitely good stuff. And speaking of joining forces, I believe we had uh, Tyson Kidd, le undefeated lineal heavyweight boxing champion of the world. Uh, in ring either next up or later on in the evening and it was definitely uh it was a cool segment you know they showed the the pad the video package of him and uh braun Strowman uh going at it at crown jewel it was a fun little match like i said it was it's always entertaining to see uh, oh entertaining and then refreshing and educational to see wwe superstars 
do moves that we've been conditioned to understand and, you know, like just see how this works, you know, at a professional level to make it look seamless, to make it look like it hurt, but not have it hurt at all, you know, and then get in, have them get in there with, you know, amateurs that have practiced but aren't necessarily professional wrestlers, you know what I mean? So, you know, or tr- WWE style. Well, WWE trained, you know, uh, sports entertainers and such like that. You know, like it's um, it was it's always good to see you know the amateurs get in there. So I definitely had an enjoyable time at Crown Jewel watching those two go at it. They had a good one, Tyson, and he held his own, and he had a great punch moment. So it was awesome. It was good enough, you know. And um, they uh, Tyson, uh, what I believe he called out. What did he call out, Braun? But he said something about Braun, and out comes Braun. I love that stuff. Shouts to backstage for hitting the music really fast. But, um, yeah, Braun comes out. And, you know, at the end of it all, they pretty much have a mutual respect for each other. And, you know, shook hands. And, you know, I respect the humility. I respect the the, the respect shown. <laughs> I, I enjoy stuff like that. And, you know, these two, they went at it. They went in there, and they both did, you know, bring a fight. You know, so it was good stuff. I, I thought that, you know, them shaking hands and deciding to actually maybe team up could be a cool little storyline moving forward into, you know, the coming months. If Tyson Fury is going to be sticking around for a little while, I was like, hey, why not get cool with the crowd? You know, we might get another awesome entrance again because Tyson Fury so far, I think he has the largest budget for goddamn pyro entrance I have ever seen. Manchester loved them. That was dope. I thought that was just so cool. I respect the guy a ton because of, you know, his his, his just his boxing prowess as a fighter. I, I I appreciate the sweet science wholeheartedly. So it's always 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 a great thing to uh, you know see one of these guys. You know, just go in there and you know the, he's you can tell Tyson Fury's having fun, and I think that's really what. That's what's magnetic about it all. You tell he's ha- you can tell he's having fun. You can tell he's enjoying himself, and it's nice to see that you know on the product. And so, and then Braun Strowman. I mean, come on, he's working with Braun, and Braun's working with him. That's like a huge opportunity in and of itself uh, to have to have your name mentioned in the ranks with Vladimir Klitschko and you know Deontay Wilder, who is totally a champion in my world to this day. To this day. You know, it's um, it's very, very, very cool. I enjoyed that. It was a good segment, and um, yeah, shouts to them. So let's see how, how it continues to uh, build in the coming weeks. All right. So that bad that wasn't next up. So we get we're gonna just jump past it since we spoke on it. But uh, Sasha in ring action, flanked with Bailey, women's champion. Hey Bailey, what up, Sasha? Look, first of all. I think Bailey is coming along rather well. She's doing good, but she needs the mean. She needs mean. She needs mean. She needs mean. She still seems like, and I mean, this is this is, I guess, just with the character building part. Let's step outside of the storyline. Bailey still seems like she's the babyface trying to be mean, and or trying to be a heel. And it's like, no, no, no. We need, we need snapped Bailey. We need, we don't give a fuck what you think, Bailey. We need, uh, 
we need I will go off of this edge at any given moment respect the fact that I'm so calm right now Bailey that's what we need I'm I'm not I don't control how Bailey's booked I don't control any of that but as someone who uh, has followed her and will follow her for a while you know for the for the foreseeable future um, that's the Bailey we need to see Sasha talking she I think a backstage interview we had Sasha talking that um you know next next women's champion talking it's like uh oh seats planted uh oh you might see a form of dissension between her and Bailey I don't want to be torn between Sasha and Bailey I don't have a personal pick between the two I I appreciate them both I think their skills are second to none so um yeah, I, I don't really know who to pick between the two. I love them both equally. You know, they're great as best friends. I hope that that continues. Uh, maybe Bailey will lose the championship and then Sasha could pick it up off of whoever wins it. But I don't necessarily want to see Bailey and Sasha turn on each other. Not again. I think the crowd can't deal with that right now. Drop me being emotionally attached to their idea of a friendship, which is totally a real thing. Go and watch uh go and watch that. What is it? The Sasha 24 or how, whichever one that is. Go go watch that though. Did a great job on it. But um Yeah. It, it it's um it was a good match between Sasha and Nikki Cross. They could keep up with each other. They were both in there doing the damn thing. Barely on commentary doing the damn thing. No questions asked. I mean her and her and Graves uh inside a storyline. You know, they've got a little bit of, uh, you know, just a little bit of tension there. Gravy not really trying to make too much issue. He's trying to keep cool and, you know, just be a journalist and such, you know. And then you got Michael, my man Michael Cole, definitely uh, stirring the pot in his own fun ways, you know, and making observations and such like that as a broadcast journalist in a way. So, uh, however we were, I don't want to miss, miss, miss speak. On, or, or speak wrongly on whatever title he has Or what title he has I want to say whatever sort of I like this guy But um, yeah, either way uh, It was good Bailey on commentary was very good Nikki Cross running out of nowhere And attacking based on the attack from last week Good stuff, I enjoyed that That was cool um, What was the main thing? Oh, Sasha got a theme song change It was the Mania theme song From when Snoop was there um, hey, why not? You know, why not? I'll say this. Can we get, can we keep it the same way we had it the whole time during that entrance with Sasha's old theme song and she coming out doing the entrance, but then all of a sudden everything shifts, the lights go type low with the spotlights and everything. It was like, huh? It was moments of that song that were very cool. But then there were other moments where it was just like, eh. But we can get accustomed to that song with Sasha. So it's just going to take a little getting used to. But I'll say, shoot, after two months, just, just make sure we, it's, it's good. You know what I mean? It'll definitely be something that we all feel is synonymous with the Sasha Banks character. So great stuff. Great matchup. Sasha picked up the victory. Took a long time for Nikki Cross to tap. Put some respect on that to the base statement. I believe Nikki went for the big splash. Sasha was able to do the little uh, round reversal after she gets the impact on the mat and goes into the bank statement. Good stuff. Good stuff. 
very happy that uh what what is that oh either way Sasha picked up the victory there Bailey looked great Shayna Baszler attacks again blindsiding hmm hmm but we're gonna need to see how Bailey fares against Shayna when they fight in face to face we're not really gonna get that you see like I mean Maybe it's just me being a little selfish, but it's like, look, we can't just keep having Bailey come through raining on the parade. Now, if I know Bailey the way I think I know Bailey inside a storyline, look, y'all can sleep on Bailey all you want because when she do pull up, it's gonna be like, oh shoot, Bailey just won this match. Oh, that sounds far. That, that sounds far fetched, don't it? I know, I know it do. It's okay though, because Bailey gonna fuck up when she catch her one on one. Don't even worry about it. Right, look, look. Becky still needs to be worried about Ronda. And and this is, again, all in the name of fun competition because we all know we love ourselves and Becky. No questions asked. Shouts to Rebecca. She is totally bit in character. And it's like, look, stop using up all of your strong energy and intense moment creation skills, you know, and just the man persona stop using that and getting all of the attention of the damn mma fighters we getting shoot we seen how crazy that was with ronda which was completely organic and then now it's like and i mean we totally wanted to see that one-on-one at mania but we had to get and this is no diss to the queen you know but charlotte jumped in that one and it's like Oh man, really man But it was still a great main It was a great main event, all things considered Long show, long night History was made Respect the fact that you were a part of it And that's the part that I enjoyed about it the most But we wanted to see Becky versus Ronda one-on-one Just like after Raw Or after their little stare down on Raw With their little interview and such like that We want to see Becky versus Shayna one-on-one Because you know, the man is just, she has this, this, this air of badassery to her. Bailey's a newly formed badass, and we trying to see what she could do too. But no, she is 100% aggressive. And that part is something that I would really like to see her build on, like truly, because it's, 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 it's there. We can see that she is totally capable. And again, ha, 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 ha to all in attendance that are aware of how WWE moves with its fan base. So, shouts to y'all. Ha, 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 You know, but still in all, it's um, very good stuff. We're going to see how Bailey, Becky, and Shayna all mesh in the ring because, like I said, at the end of the day, it's all in the name of fun competition, at least for myself, brand supremacy, blah, 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 but I'm definitely pleased with all three superstars right now and how they're using their characters, how they're being booked. I'm definitely happy with how it's going. It's, uh, it's good stuff. It's good build. And I'm really anticipating Survivor Series. You know, we've been talking about this for a while. I mean, Raw beat SmackDown. Now we got to deal with NXT. I don't see where Triple H was getting called out. I think Triple H just wanted to fight a little something. And, you know, those guys down there at NXT is so aggressive. And, you know, 205 Live aggressive too. So it's like, you know what? Let's go over there and make this the main roster. So, and shouts to Chomp. I'm glad I was watching that live to officially hear NXT declare that they are the main roster. So it's just a great time in sports entertainment. I tell you, it's just great times right now. So, all in all, great women's segment, great matchup, 
great at great post matchup beatdown, plural. And um, I'm definitely excited to see how this all uh, continues to unfold leading into Survivor Series November 24th, streaming live on the WWE Network. So we have Fire and Desire taking on Carmella and Dana Brooke with the opportunity to represent the women, the SmackDown women's team at Survivor Series. Mandy, you've been practicing. Keep that up because I am so proud. Sonia, let's go, baby. I'm trying to remain as contained as possible because my team, Tough Enough, went in there and showed out last night. Just showed out. They had great moments. Fall Away Slim was a thing of beauty. Mandy just completely catching, you know, like, just, just, she's, she's, she's powerful, man. Michael going as far as to say she's the strongest woman on the SmackDown roster right now. Wow. Is, oh, is it, I don't want to say, is it that scarce over there on the women's roster? But no, it's like, wait, that actually might be a thing. And let's continue to see what she can do muscle wise, because that is like, you know, cover muscle and fitness. What was that? Australian one, one of those. I mean, she's, she's no joke. And she does see like how did it how does how is it worded? Shouts the gravy is deceptively powerful, you know. Oh, you can't spell troll without lol. I'm gonna just call this one time quick hot take, and I'm shutting up on it because it definitely did make me chuckle. But <laughs> anybody notice how gravy ain't really going so crazy over God's greatest creation anymore? Hmm? <laughs> That's what a real man does. Shouts to you, Gravy. You're doing, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I just noticed it last night, and it's like, oh, man. He used to go crazy, but it seems like the princess is standing out and start trash-talking. <laughs> Gravy said, all right. All right, ma'am, anything you need. And, um, no, nah, I can't really respect the relationship and how it's, uh, how it's uh, you know, just being promoted and... It's 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 fun, you know. Every so often, let's not, you know, make it seem like it's a thing. Like, oh, y'all are dating. Like, no, 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 because we've seen how that worked out with Seth and Becky. Just saying. But Oz all around. I'm glad to see that those two are, uh, you know, meshing together in the way that they are, even if it's barely visible or certain aspects of WWE television. So, um, good stuff. Dana Brooke and Carmella pick up the victory. I don't even care how it happened. Dana Brooke and Carmella picked up a victory. Dana Brooke is just, she's practicing too. And you keep on practicing because it's something about her theme song and, and the flex appeal. That's right, the flex appeal, man. She's strong. She can flip. She's like everything that I've wanted a women's WWE superstar to be in such a while. And I think it's because she's short, so she's compact. She got all that energy, and she's trying. And that, that's what really matters. Like, as long as you're giving a fuck, you know, like, it's good stuff. Like, I can't, I can't like Dana Brooke and not like Zack Ryder or Kurt Hawkins. Not trying to throw those guys in the same hat at all. I'm just saying, 
the gratitude for getting out there and appreciating the opportunity to do the things, represent the brand and such like that, that's what's up. I hope to see Dana Brooke continue to improve. And Carmella, look, she had a great Mella go round. Good stuff. Her super kick was bananas. Yo, uh, Dana Brooke and her, sin, uh, her little front flip sent out on the top rope. These are all highlights. Mandy's followaway and Sonya, look, Sonya in ring in general. Because y'all know I've been biased. So don't get me started on this. We'll talk about this for the rest of the day. Where's the next segment? Ah, yes. Yeah, so we'll just finish up here in the main event. King Corbin, Roman Reigns. Yo, man, what I saw there was just good heat transfer from King Corbin to uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. That was good stuff. Rome was in there and he was having a good match. Rome is putting a little bit more pepper behind his hits. So I was never really a huge fan of all of the giant clotheslines and such like that. Like, I personally, and this is just me, I would like to see Roman throw punches. Not fast punches, not slow punches. Those mid-ranged power punches. I would like to see him throw lefts and rights as opposed to just quick right hands. I think that's what it is. Quick right hands to the to the body every so often and big clotheslines and such like that. Like I'm I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm just saying that if we want Roman to really like, I mean he can get over on his own, the booking committee has been doing a great job since he's come back from leukemia. Shouts to Corbin for calling that out. That was that was really good stuff and that was how you knew. It was like, yeah, this is a heat-based promo, but at the same time, these guys are all consummate professionals and care about each other a great deal. So I definitely appreciated that promo at the beginning of the show. Either way, uh, you know, Roman just, I, I want to see him do, like, more strong, power-based type moves. Like, he looks like he put a bunch into it. Let's say, for instance, Roman went in there for the, uh, he went in and he does his giant jumping clothesline off of the ropes. Now, I'm not against the clothesline. It's like, it's just a level of potential over-reliance on that clothesline. But, if it looks good, then I'm willing to give it a pass. This time, and, and he always, his body is always somewhat contorted when he lands that clothesline, which is fine. But when, last night, he hit that clothesline and he landed on one knee and it was like, whoa, that had clothesline from hell, JBL, Lariat, though, you know, like it had some of those energies on it. Like if he would have just made it, I mean, I can't, I can't run it back now because I don't have the replay directly in front of me. But if he would have came down with that, like he actually put some some more hot sauce on top of that pepper man i think we would uh i mean not even i think it'll the match went fine but it's just you know just the small things that i personally would want to see out of roman but it's not like i'm looking at him as any less of a superstar you know because he's not you know doing these moves like his move set is fine like it's it's good the way it is. I can't change it. I wouldn't want to change it, especially since I'm definitely not the person being in there doing it, you know? Like, well, I'm not in there doing it, let's say it like that. But yeah, man, it was good stuff from Roman and, and great stuff from Corbin. Did we even get to see a deep six? Nah, because Roman's a big dude. If we did, I forgot, so pardon me on that. But got to see the end of days. Good stuff on Rome to take that quick L. It's a good rub for, um, for Corbin. You know, Corbin is, I mean, he, he just beat Roman Reigns former undisputed champion, 
former WWE champ. What is this? Like, full, what is it? Grand Slam champion. You just beat a Grand Slam champion in the middle of the ring. Now, granted, it wasn't a disqual, well, not disqualification, but it was, you know, interference and such like that. So, eh, shaking my head. But at the same exact time, shouts to, uh, shouts to Corbin for picking up the victory and shouts to Roman for, you know, getting in there and really doing this thing still. Like, I mean, just to come back from leukemia like that, it, it, it's, I don't even want to use the word inspirational because it's so cliche at this point, but that's exactly what it is, you know? Like, you're such a, you know, a great superstar and you're a role model and all the rest of that stuff. Like, for real, for real. So, it was a good show. It flew by for me. I thought it was 10 o'clock before I knew it, you know? And uh, 205 Live was fun also. We're going to see if... Uh, you know, 205 Live remains at the NXT arena, but I don't actually, I don't think it's going to happen. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I think it was just a quick situation. So, you know, because they knew they were going over to uh, the UK for the tour. So if it does happen, I would love that. But, um, you know, if not, and they stay on the road with SmackDown, that's cool also. So, um, yeah, bro, good show, good stuff. Survivor Series coming soon. And, um, yeah. Shouts to everybody to bring you the podcast each and every week. I will catch you guys next week for Raw. And, um, yeah, till then, be responsible with your power, folks. Because you never know when WWE is going to try to book your stuff. Just saying. Hey, I'll catch y'all there, man. Later. Peace.